It feels like our journey together just began. But we are nearing the finish line of season two, uh, Westworld. I'm Paul, and this is Where's the Chocolate Milk, a Westworld podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Vanishing Point, the ninth and penultimate episode of Westworld. Question for you. When it comes to the man in black, if you find out he's a host, will that change how you view him, how you viewed him, you know, in the first season and this season? Will it, will it change how you think about him? I think that is the central question that this series has been kind of, you know, has been wanting us to ask throughout this second season. Is the man in black a host? first season Bernard was a host and we didn't really know it just kind of came out of nowhere but this season feels different like they want us to ask this question and what I'm thinking is that it's just not as if if with Bernard Arnold whatever it was kind of a cool reveal because I mean some people were asking it but they had no real reasons to wonder why until it was almost revealed with the man in black to ask something for almost an entire season it almost is going to be anticlimactic, and I don't really know what the stakes are if he is a host. And the reason I bring this up off the top is because I think the uh, the writers and creators of this show they put they pushed all their chips into the man in black you know pile side of the table and bet on him being interesting enough to carry an entire season and uh, the mystery of him. His backstory, his daughter that pops up, um, how he went from being just little Billy to uh, taking over uh, Delos, which is a huge, you know, mega powerful company. And what I think is that, and I feared this kind of going in, is that I thought, you know, last season, The Man in Black, it was, he was interesting. I liked him. He was mysterious. But this season, I just don't think he's interesting enough to put a season uh, on his shoulders. I don't think he's strong enough to carry a season. And it kind of reminds me of a, a friend of mine I have who she's really, she's very, she's successful. She's done a lot of good things. She, she's done a lot of exciting things in her life. But what would happen is that she tells stories to a group of us and they go on and on and on. And I think by the end of the story, she was rather impressed with what she told us and just kind of, you know, how she just she was impressed with it. But everyone else kind of thought, well, OK, that was that was cool. But I don't know if it needed all that set up. And it wasn't really her fault. She just kind of, you know, the things that were super exciting to her were were just kind of mildly interesting to the rest of us. And I think that's that's what's happening with the man in black. And based on just kind of what I've said, I'm sure you can tell what I thought about the show. And I wasn't, I was, you know, a lot of it just had me asking questions. And I think by the time you get to a penultimate episode, the episode before the finale, maybe I'm just been spoiled with shows um, 
like Game of Thrones, it's kind of redefined how you handle that penultimate. I think, though I do think The Wire did a lot of this work too. And other good shows, they, they really, by the time you get to the, to the you know, next to last episode, they've laid enough groundwork. They've delivered enough for us, for us to be invested in not only the, the, the season or the show, but the characters so that there's a ma- massive payoff. I mean, the ultimate example of that is, you know, um, season three of Game of Thrones, The Red Wedding. By the time we get there, we are fully invested, and we're not even necessarily, we don't need them to completely surprise us, even though they did. We just need it to be something to happen, and what Red Wedding did was they not only surprised us, but the whole game changed, and I think in this episode... Going in, oh, and I want to say thanks to uh, my good friends Brock and Brooke. I uh, watched the episode at their house. They supplied the pizza and some real good conversation before, during, and after, and I really enjoyed it. So thanks for you know thanks for watching with me, making it an experience. It was really good. But I think all, all three of us we were we were kind of expecting something major to happen, and something to walk away from thinking, oh man, now they've crossed that bridge. Now, man, look, we're on the other, we're on the island, we're on the other side. Now, now they're going to give us something even bigger or just take us into a new area. And I think this, this penultimate episode kind of went out in my eyes with, it just kind of, it didn't, if at the end they would have revealed whether the Man in Black was a, a, a human or a host, that would have been something. If they maybe would have revealed that Emily was a human or a host, that would have been something, but they didn't really give us they just gave us more mysteries, and by this point in the season, I think that the mysteries should kind of they, they should the thing they've been leading to they should they should kind of they should have given us more in this episode, and that's just me. I mean, I, from I've listened to my 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 typical podcast I listened to up to this point, and everybody seems pretty uh, pretty happy with the episode, though it was kind of funny listening. They they mostly said that they were you know they liked the episode for the most part. There was one host who wasn't also all that happy about it, but most of everybody said they liked it. But when I listened, they were they were picking apart a lot of the things, and I think you know what, it's one thing to like an episode and have a few nitpicks, but it's one thing to like an episode and then to basically, you know, at almost every scene or so, there's a couple things that that kind of stand out as maybe it could have done better. It reminds me of how The Walking Dead kind of went from this show that everybody was, you know, so many people, the most watched show in the world. And it was compelling and it was dramatic. And that first season, the second season, it kind of dragged at times, but there was a payoff towards the end of that season that kind of, I think for me, I know for me, that I just, it it, it hooked me back in. And then the third season, you're kind of thinking, okay, yeah, this is, the, the stakes are getting bigger. The world's expanding. And all the while, there were there were little um, issues with it that I think we ignored because you know we wanted it to be good. We liked what we saw, and we wanted this this show to be competent. We wanted it to be that thing we could count on every week to entertain us and to surprise us and to kind of just tap into our emotions. But as we all know now, The Walking Dead is just basically a pile of shit. I haven't watched the last. I didn't watch last season and the season before. It's the last couple it just just felt. I've got to continue. But finally, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, this just sucks. And not saying Westworld is there. I think this was probably a, a season where the first season, um, 
they surprised a lot of a lot, a lot of casual most of the casual fans I would say uh, and I include myself with that for the most part was surprised by a lot of the things they did and it was cool uh, but you did have people who dissected it and and looked at all this stuff and they figured out a lot of the plot points that were you know the reveals before they were were revealed and I think that maybe they overcorrected this season and wanted to kind of have this they had this this thing that they didn't want us to figure out. So what they did is they, they not only get, they gave us clues, but they also get, have given us so much misinformation that anybody who says they know what's going to happen in the final finale is just, you know, is just guessing, just throwing darts. It could be, in, you know, tons of different things. And when we go back, yeah, there'll be the clues that are there, but there's so many, much misdirection that it, it is just too jumbled to really know what's going to happen with confidence. And, 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 you know, you mix in all the, uh, the the timelines that they've they've taken and just for the sake of um for the sake of confusion they've just rearranged things i mean i kind of wonder how in the world they shot this thing and how they wrote it because because the i mean some of these scenes i swear we've seen them you know 10 times i mean the bathtub how many times have we seen that damn bathtub overflowing with water i don't know um but so many so much of this is just filler if you pulled out the repetitiveness i mean this thing would probably be you know six and a half episodes we've seen so many things so many times so many different angles or just the same angle over and over and over and over again but anyway that being said i wasn't a huge fan of this episode i love to catch a kichita man yeah a kichita it was awesome they took a they took a character we knew pretty much nothing about and in the span of an episode they 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 made him um, they made him a clear character. I mean they, they made his his desires clear, his path clear, his his most importantly his motivations were clear. He had a single motivation. Um, once he kind of became at least a little bit aware, you know, he he love was his motivation. He wanted to um, Kanoha. Kano, oh man. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I would look through my notes uh, for her. Kanoa? Yeah, I feel like that's wrong. Kohana. Kohana. There we go. Kohana. His motivation was clear. He wanted to find Kohana. And it was clear. And then towards the end, it changed. It went from wanting to find Kohana to finding her and realizing that his pain was not in a vacuum. That for all those uh, hosts down in the basement in uh, not so cold storage, there was someone out there who was missing them, whether they knew it really or not. Subconsciously, deep down, they were missing him. So his motivation went from finding the love of his life to helping those um, who are hurting like him, or to finding finding you know help helping them in some way. I kind of think is it. Uh, what, but anyway, his motivation changed. We knew it, and I think with this season or most of the characters in this episode, I'll speak to. I don't know what their motivations are. We're nine episodes deep, and I don't know. So what I'm going to do here is I'll cover, I think, pretty much everything in the episode. But I'm going to just basically take the, each character and just kind of go through their motivations and how I, I think a lot of them, the problem with, you know, if, if you're not really invested in the characters, I think it's because we don't know who they are, really, what they want. You know, you could think about a, a generic kind of, superhero movie you have the good guy who wants to save the world you have the bad guy who wants to in you know destroy the world or, or be, get rich or just he he has a purpose it is to do it's to be a bad guy it's to be bad and hurt other people to get what he wants good guy it's a good guy 
and it's easy to know where you stand. Now, you can pull for either one, but at least you know where they stand. This show, I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go over these, uh, these characters and just talk about what I think their motivations are. Now, I'm going to do something that I know everybody, you know, I think the man in black is obviously the center of the showcase, the center of this, um, the centerpiece of this episode. So he's going to get the most, you know, time, but I'm not going to start with him. I'm going to kind of just, uh, I think I'm going to start with the two, the two characters who I, who I found their motivation to be the clearest. Okay. And I think first off is Teddy. Now, I know um, Teddy and Dolores didn't get a whole lot of screen time. Uh, pretty much, they uh, they bump into the um, Ghost Nation guys. Noah Keechit, unfortunately. I mean, I guess it would have been... And you know, the reason he wasn't there probably was because they just needed him for the story for the next one. They didn't want to, you know, didn't have that confrontation yet. So it was almost a, a plot reason. Or, I mean, I guess he could have been just chilling there with, uh, with Maeve's daughter. But anyway... Uh, Teddy and Dolores bump into Ghost Nation, they have it out, and everybody dies except one Ghost Nation guy, which Teddy lets him go, because deep down, Teddy is just a sweetheart. He's a good guy. He just wants to be with his, uh, his girl and, you know, find that place by where the ocean, where the land meets the sea, and just be happy. It's a very simple and genuine um, motivation. And, of course, Dolores, you know, went in there and made him badass Teddy. But deep down, Teddy knows who he is. And and it was only a matter of time until he kind of broke. Because he he had he had a, a reason. Now, or yeah, he had, he had a true motivation and he was conflicting with that. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, when you let the Ghost Nation guy go, you kind of knew that was probably a sign of things to come. And, and it is kind of funny. They, they had, I think they had humans with them carrying something over their heads. I don't, I think. And so they never really addressed what happens to the humans. I guess they just kind of are wandering in the desert, you know, uh, looking for Moses. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, by the time we get to the, to the end with Teddy and Dolores, you know, you see Teddy put the bullet in the gun and you know that something's about to go down. It's either going to be her or him or both of them. But before they kind of reach the, the resolution there, they do, they do the flashback. You know, he's telling her that, you know, from the second he came online, he saw her and he knew what his purpose was. He was in love. And it was, it was a pure thing from the beginning. It was just so pure from the beginning. I mean, he even said that he, he wondered if she was cold. And speaking of cold, I mean, she was, wasn't activated. So, I mean, she, she was about as cold. Uh, her eyes were about as cold as they could be. But it kind of reminded me of you've got this guy who's just wondering if this girl is cold and thinking about her. And she, you know, in that scene, I mean, I know it wasn't her fault, but still, like, she looks like the kind of the girl that, I mean, like you go to the bar, to some expensive ass place and you buy a girl a martini. You drop me you a know, 12 bucks on the thing and, you know, she takes it. And then later on in the night, you, you come back, you double back and try to, you know, cash in and get, get that get that number. And she looks at you with those dead eyes like, wait, who are you? And that's, um, excuse me, that's, 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 and you know, really, I guess when you look at it, ever since Dolores kind of got woke with uh, Wyatt, that's kind of how she's treated Teddy, just as this kind of, he, she's used him to do her bidding, and there hasn't been this true reciprocity, huh, 
you know, something like that. There hasn't, there hasn't been, been, she hasn't given equally to him. She's just used him. So in the end, Teddy just, he knew that he could no, could, couldn't go on any longer. And that was the end. And, but I thought that, you know, it was, Teddy was a character who, even when he was, um, kind of his programming was changed, his motivations were true. Let's see if there's anything I missed there. Nope. Okay. So that's Teddy and Dolores. I mean, she didn't really, that was kind of her story mixed in there. So it wasn't much there. I, you know, obviously she's going to play a big part in the next, uh, next episode in the finale. So now I'm going to go to the other person who I know whose motivations I think I'm pretty clear on. And that's Dr. Ford. His motivations from, as I see them are, he wants, he wanted to tell his stories. And as he told his stories, he realized that human beings are just for the most part, especially the ones in the park, which kind of is a, is kind of a selective group, um, are just assholes. Human beings are not good people, are not good creatures. That's how he views them. So his goal has been to make these these um, these hosts, these robots, a new kind of being to kind of take over because humans just in their core are not good. Just like he thought it. he he kept trying to tell Bernard that Elsie was going to. Uh, betray him. Uh, he goes in and, and when he when he talks to Maeve, that was a very very sweet and touching. I feel like I'm overusing the word sweet. Anyway, I like like I like sweets. I like the word sweet. So whatever. And I'm actually in an office suite doing this. So maybe that's that's in my subconscious too. But but Ford, Doctor Ford's motivations are very whether you agree with him or not, they're very direct. And and if you look at everything through through that lens, is that he doesn't like humans and he wants his creations to to live on. Then it's pretty clear everything he does is going towards that. And his moment with Maeve, I I kind of forgotten about the the scene where Maeve. I think this is after in episode or season one where you know she her daughter dies and they bring her in and they cannot shut her down or can't erase it she keeps remembering and she's so distraught they have to give her a new story and that's when they put her in the uh, the mariposa as the madam and dr ford was there and i'm gonna have to go back and look to see if there was any sort of um extra kind of affection that he showed her maybe slyly or coyly whatever coy man every, every other word i say i i try to say a word uh to that's out of my my norm, and I I'm, have zero confidence. I'm saying it right, but yeah. So that that was really really good, and he you know, and Anthony Hopkins can can you know, I mean, every time he's on the screen, he has his gravitas, this 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 um this overarching just kind of weight that he he kind of almost ex- it's it's as if he takes a scene and expands it. It's bigger than it should be. You know, some people I think you know some actors. You watch it and you just think, well, what? I just, it's just, they almost say they shrink the moment. Anthony Hopkins is, he's healing. No, he's not helium. He just, he expands, he he makes the moment bigger than it probably should be. So every time I see him, I'm just, I, 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 I'm thoroughly uh, delighted that, that with whatever he's doing. And at the end, you know, him just telling Maeve he was the, or she was his favorite. And that she stayed behind, uh, you know, to help her, to save her child. And he did the same. And some folks are, you know, maybe think he's talking about, you know, his children as a whole. I think he's talking about her specifically. That's just my take. And he kissed her on the forehead. And, and yeah, and then she, you know, something starts happening with the program. And she's getting superpowers. So I can't wait to see what um, what happens next week. And, and now a couple things that he said... 
Um, let's see, so much. Now, okay, the one, one, the only drag I would say about about Doctor Ford is that he all he talks in codes and riddles, and I'm gonna get into this later about kind of how maybe that could be fixed. But sometimes it's cool. But I think by by now, I just just tell me, just say what you're gonna say. Don't beat around the bush. Just say it. And and you know that that's that's a complaint. But you know, on the whole, everything. I mean, everything he does is so good. I this this is a literal nitpick. It's just a nitpick. It's nothing big. But and maybe it's just that I want to know and I want him to tell me because I know he knows everything because he's kind of the god of this world. But and then another thing, when he's talking to the man in black or William at the bar, when he gives William his profile card, he says that the Delos project interfered um, with it, with with the parks. And this is something where I wish there would have been more clarity, but there wasn't. And, you know, and something I was going to get into this later, but I'll go and point it out now. This show has has been leaning on uh, kind of a shitty, uh, dramatic uh, technique for most of the season, where something's about to happen, then they're interrupted, and that's something that happened here. I think uh, he asked uh, the man in black asked William William asked Doctor Ford, "What's um, you know what's going on? How is it interfering?" And then his wife Juliet, you know, trips or, or stumbles or knocks something over, and he's he's distracted and has to leave, but we don't get the answer. So, you know, but I wonder what does that mean? And then also he says something to Maeve that, uh, you know, that he tells her that he should have made a door uh, for her to walk through. And I think, of course, I mean, the door has been the the the, um, the ongoing you know name for another name for the valley beyond. But the more, you know, we get deeper into this, I, I think. Because I think about just going forward season wise, I don't think they can do a whole nother season in Westworld. And I think it's too early to get into the real world. So I think this next season, I think the door is a door into a virtual world that's going to be inside the forge, as we learned about, is the place where they're keeping all the human, uh, all, the, all the information they have from the humans. I think that this door, it's just, it's a door into another kind of into instead of the the cradle this is adorned to the um into a virtual reality a virtual world but anyway that's uh that's something that i think i'll bump in i'll cover a little later but really that's about it that's what i'm thinking the door is so that's ford and is he still with bernard did bernard really delete him probably not because i don't think someone like ford would be as you know easily deleted as as it looked so I think he's still in Bernard's head, uh, just, you know, waiting to pop out. Speaking of Bernard, I'm going to talk about him next, but first I'm going to take a swig of water. Mmm, nice cold water. What the whistle. So Bernard. Now, Bernard, I mentioned Teddy and Dr. Ford. I know their motivations. Bernard... I have no idea. Do you know what Bernard's trying to do? What his goal is? Is he trying to save humans? Is he trying to save hosts? Is he trying to save himself? I don't... I have no idea. I have no idea. And... He's doing things in, in this episode where he knows he needs to get to the door, but do we know, or Valley Beyond, but do we know what he wants to do? And this is where I have a problem with these characters. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know if he's succeeding, if he's failing. 
personally, I think having Elsie with him was probably a good thing because, well, for one, you know, if he needs repairing, she can, you know, do, she can help him with, out with that. Two, you know, he said earlier that if there's anyone who can kind of get to the bottom of this or can figure it out or whatever, just on basic spunk or whatever, he said this to her. So to me, she's an asset. And, you know, you could say, well, he's worried about hurting her. Well, shit, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough world right now. So everybody's at risk. Her sitting there waiting for the kind of the, um, what am I trying to say? The, the, uh, the security team, the incompetent, severely incompetent security team. That's a, that's a safer path. No, Bernard, it's not being with you and just riding out across the desert towards the valley beyond. That's probably the better scenario for both of you. And I will say when Elsie, it was kind of, it's not funny, but it was, um, impressive that they've got the camera on her and she's Bernard how can you how can you do this this why you can't do this and they go to him and they, they cut back to her and she's got tears streaming down and I mean if she I mean I know the way you shoot something it's not like that but it was a little excessive to me and to see her crying that also felt as I'm saying it you know I not nothing is crying but it just seemed Actually, it seemed a little out of place. I don't know why. I guess it just... I don't know. Why have her cry? Have her, have her upset. Or have her be mad. Or maybe that's just when somebody's angry. I don't know. It, But looking back and as I kind of talk about it and think about it, I don't know if I got that, if I get that reaction. But whatever. Small, small thing on, on, on the scale of all of this. But also, now, you know, to have... Elsie with them, I think that would have been a good thing because, like I said, I explained all that. But you know who, if I was a host, if I was a robot in Westworld going to this unknown place, you know who I'd want with me, helping me out? Dr. Ford. Bernard's hung up on this. I don't want you in my head. I want to be able to make my decision. But you know what? Here's the thing. Let's say I, let's say I, um, I can't see, Okay. And I'm just going into the unknown or go, I'm, I'm having to go somewhere and I can't see how to get there. You know what I want? A guide, someone who knows the terrain, the lay of the land, someone who can help me get to where I'm trying to go. And you know, the thing about Ford is that he knows everything. And I mentioned earlier about Ford talking in code. Well, you know what? It's as much on the people talking to him on the other side of that conversation as it is on him. Because if I was Bernard, and let's just say Ford's in my head and I have questions, I'm not going to just let him talk in riddles. I'm going to do my best to say, no, 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 teach, no, professor, uh, God of this world, tell me in clear fashion what's going on. And why am I going there? And, and then, you know, just get some answers because Bernard doesn't know. He's just going to this place. So, and, and if he does know, then the show has told it hasn't done a good job of of making us aware of exactly how much he knows. Because what do you, you know, I, I guess he knows that they're doing, you know, they're, the human, they're making human whatever, uh, storing human data at the forge, but we don't really, anyway. So I was kind of bummed that Bernard, he kind of just, I don't know, it just, I know from a story standpoint, it, it they're trying to say that he wants his freedom or his, to be able to make his own decisions, which I get, but if informed decisions are better than just owning a dumb decision. So 
that's uh that that's between the LC and Ford thing. I was kind of okay. I don't know. I don't know your motivations, but I think you should definitely have some sidekicks. Uh, and then then one thing I found was kind of comical. Man, I just I'm just I don't know. I'm just I'm just annoyed with the show. This this show was so this episode was so damn heavy. And you know it's okay to do to be heavy. One of the most heaviest shows I've ever watched was The Leftovers, and I loved it. Mainly because I gave a shit about the characters and the writers were, were you know, clear on their motivations. And while there was a lot of mystery, I mean, there was so much mystery in that. They handled it in a way that I didn't feel as though they were just kind of twisting me around. And, you know, it almost feels this show is just spinning me around and making me dizzy. So I can't really see what's going on. But, you know, maybe the story just isn't that interesting. And that's okay. Maybe the writers just didn't have a great story to tell. I mean, I think the fact that they, they leaned on the Man of Black was a mistake. Let's just bring in a new character. Maybe somebody that we don't know and tell a story about someone whose past we don't already know. Okay, I'll get to that. I did not mean to go on that, that tangent. But I know I feel... I, I sound annoyed. And I am. Because I think this show, it could be so much better. But man, but they've just... They nailed last week's, but they just... The first half of the season was great. Last week's episode was great, but I don't think they're they're nailing the back end of this first season or this second season. But I was gonna say, you know, Bernard, and this is just a silly kind of. It's just dumb that he zip tied his, his hand to the steering wheel. I guess to so he wouldn't he couldn't hurt Elsie. But then after she leaves or he tells her, he just gets a knife that's sitting next to him and cuts the zip tie. What? If I don't, I don't know how that that if you have a knife sitting next to you, the zip tie is worthless. I, I don't get it. Ford might have had to just cut your hand off just to teach you a lesson. But that that's it, it's stuff like that that's just kind of I don't. It just seems so dumb. How do you not catch that? Or why do you think that's? I don't know. <sighs> He also says at one point, uh, referring to uh, the forge, he says, uh, do you know how much damage a host can do with all that human data? No, actually, I don't know what kind of damage they can do. I bet they can probably do the same amount of damage or probably less damage than, you know, somebody uh, like Charlotte Hale or Delos can do. So, you know, Bernard, no, I don't know. Um, You could explain it to us. To me, because or or maybe we'll see, or maybe it's just a bullshit line. I don't know, but yeah, good question. But I don't know the answer. Hopefully, we find it out. And I think that is all. I have a Bernard. I don't know what his motivations are. Don't know what he knows. Don't he don't know what he doesn't know. Don't know what's gonna happen. But we're gonna find out. Now, I have. Emily here, but I'm going to go ahead and go to the big kahuna, the man in black. Sorry if you me moving my paper. Um, now, I've mentioned that the, that the thing I loved about this show, and I'll say love, but I still, I still do really like this show. I'm just annoyed because I know it can be better. But what I love about this show is that there are a lot of mysteries. And the part of the fun of the mystery is trying to guess it before it happens. And I'm not going to rehash what I've said, but there is one thing. I, well, I stopped trying to guess what was going to happen because I just felt that they, they're putting too many false clues out there to fake us. I just don't know. But there's one thing that I, I'm going to throw out there before I start talking about the Man in Black and the whole host version, whatever. Here's my only prediction I have for the Man in Black. 
I think it was three different times in this episode, he fiddled with his wrist or his arm, his right arm, which happened to be the same arm that Bernard, you know, and these hosts, they, they put the jack in when they're trying to get information. The Man in Black fiddled with it, and at the end of the episode, he, you know, he looked like he was cutting into it to see if he had one of those robot jacks. Now, that's kind of the obvious thing. My only prediction, my only thing I'm going to do, or I'm going to say, is that it would make sense that if he's a host, maybe there's some remnant of a memory of maybe how he, uh, he died. And maybe he slit his wrist and he's in the bathtub. Now, how that works in with his wife and all, <clears throat> excuse me, and all that. Oh, hold on, water break. How that works in with his wife and all of that, I don't know. But I just found it kind of curious that he's going for, it looks like the arm, but it could be the wrist. But anyway, and, and also too, when you take pills, I don't know if the bathtub is kind of redundant. Maybe it's just, I don't know, it's not. But there are, you know, people who will cut their wrist and let the hot water, let the blood go into the, to the, to the bathtub. That's, the bathtub makes more sense for that purpose. But anyway, that's just my only little theory, I think, that I'm going to throw at you this week. Now on to the man in black. Motivations. What are his motivations? You know, earlier on, he was all about getting blasted to the maze, to figure out what's in the middle of the maze. And that wasn't for him. And now this season, he said earlier on uh, in the season that he wanted to destroy his greatest mistake. So, excuse me, I took that as that's his motivation. He wants to get to this place to destroy it. Before whatever, you know, Davos wants to do with it can be done. That's that's what I think he's trying to do. But also, Ford has given him this game of a door. Now, is he going for... Is the place he's going to destroy, the who I think is the Ford or the Valley Beyond, is that the door too? Because if... If it is the... If those are one and the same, then wouldn't he know what it is? I guess, but anyway, I I don't know, but I but at least with him, I know he's trying to get to this certain place. His motivation seems clear. His he his his goal. It's not redemption. It's not to correct the past. It's not to whatever. It's it's to get to the end of this thing, fix his greatest mistake, and die. I think that's what his goal is, and I get that. Okay. So I, his motivation seems seems rather clear, but my problem is more with what this show is trying to try, how the show is trying to make us feel about him. Because I'll tell you, here's how I feel about him. Um, let's see. This is a guy who, from everything we've been shown and have said, he has taken a lot of money. He's a philanthropist, and he's given it to charitable causes. He's done a lot of good in the world. And to me, it's not about kind of what's on the inside necessarily, because everybody has certain thoughts. Some people have worse thoughts than other people. But if those thoughts stay in your, stay in your head and otherwise you do things to further humanity, you cure diseases. I mean, look at, at Papadelos. He defunded some, some research that ended up being the disease that killed him. Dumb. 
But really, it was just greed and selfish. But the man in black, he has... I mean, there was even a woman in the first season who thanked him for, you know, for helping, you know, she wouldn't be alive or somebody, a loved one wouldn't be alive if he wouldn't have put money towards that sickness. So, you know, so actually what you do in the real world to me is all that matters. It's all that matters. So he wanted to go to a, you know, basically a glorified video game and have some fun, do some bad things. Fine. You know, because based from what he thought, he wasn't going there and messing with the human beings in there. He was messing with the host. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I think he went in there. I mean, well, from what we see, he went in with the assumption that the hosts were not alive. And you know what? Maybe if uh, old Dr. Ford would have stepped up and said, hey, you know what? These hosts are alive. I mean, Arnold tried to do that back in the day. But if Dr. Ford would have said to uh, the man, like, no, these, these hosts, they're really alive. They're remembering. They're, they're very close to, to, human, to being alive and human. Then maybe the, the man in black uh, has a change of heart and thinks, oh, shit, I just thought this was a video game, basically. So it's hard for me to really hold him accountable for what he does in a world that he thinks is, is fake. While on the other hand... You know, there's a lot of good, quote unquote, people in the world who don't do shit to help out uh, society. They, you know, they, they put on this front that or maybe they are good, but maybe they're good and just poor and they're good to their family and their friends. And that's great. But there are people in the world like the man or, you know, in the show, like the man in black, who's I'm sure it's millions and millions of dollars that actually helped people that were outside of his just you know, his his um, his family and friend orbit. So. I just can't get behind the fact that he's a bad dude. I haven't seen anything to show that he's a bad dude. Now, he says he has a darkness and a stain. And, yeah, and you know what? And I, and I guess if you're if you're married to him or if you're his daughter and you live with that darkness, you know, kind of uh, underneath the surface for an entire, you know, life, then, okay, maybe that's uh, that's something for you to... That, that I can understand why you have a problem with that. But I don't, as a viewer, looking at what he did for the... West for the real world, eh? Whatever. I, 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 I want more people like him around. And also too, there's a. I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my day, and one of the guys I listened to, I used to. I don't as much anymore, but I used to listen to the Adam Carolla podcast, and he was very insightful. Is was very insightful on a lot of things. And one thing he said is that you can, if you want to know if a person's a good person, look at how their kids treat them. And, you know, and he always bring up the Menendez brothers and say, well, you know, obviously mom and dad couldn't have been that great if the two kids are plotting to kill him. Right. Which, you know, I'm it's <laughs> when you apply to Westworld or you apply to the man to William, the man in black. You know, in the flashbacks at the party, him and Emily seem to have a pretty good relationship. They seem to almost be a team trying to help Juliet, his wife and her mom. They don't I don't sense any animosity. I don't sense anything under the surface even with them they seem fine and then even he even offers to have her you know come over for a nightcap that seems cool okay they like each other and then she gets there and they have a grown-up adult conversation about what to do with mom with Juliet and it just seems like I don't understand the animosity and I'm gonna kind of get into Emily next but I, I'm gonna you know say a little something here because I think it, it make more sense here than later Emily tells says later in the, the episode that Uncle Logan told her about the project and what they were doing. Now, 
Logan, from what we know, if it's true, which I think it is, that, that he overdosed long ago. So she's known this information for a long time, well before her mom died, well before anything, you know, well before anything that's happening currently in Westworld. She's known this. And if she had this hatred for her dad and wanted to bring him down, you know what? How about you call, you know, the police, call CNN, call somebody, out him, out his project. If you want to do that, do that. You know, because you put a man who's done this evil thing and uh, and maybe, you know, and, and you get away from your mom and you two, you know, go on to live, you know, happy lives without this evil man. Now, as I was saying that, I, I did, you know, I realized I conveniently left out the he's stealing people's personal data and keeping it in the park. But you know what? The whole fact that he says it's his greatest mistake, or at least I'm assuming that part is his greatest mistake, that yeah, he did some bad shit, but now he's trying to at least correct it. So that shows some sort of moral compass or some sort something. So anyway, all that. But yeah, I thought, hey, Emily, you know, if you really hate your dad, which it looks like you like him, if you hate him, then turn him in. Just go for it. And now, anyway, I'll get to her a little later. But but yeah, so anyway, The Man in Black, I think that the show, as far as what I get from it, they want me to to think he's evil, to think he's bad, but I just don't. I think that's why I'm having a problem with with a lot of what's going on in this season, is that they want me to feel one way, but I, as Marlo said, I feel the other. And anyway, but a few things that I think that I want to point out as far as what he did in this episode that uh, I found just to be kind of... Well, he's either a dumb human being, which I don't think he is, or it's dumb writing. First off, is if you um, you have some deep, dark secret about how you don't really love your wife, you know, don't tell her when you think she's asleep, or, or, or you know, or you know, either have a man to have a, have an adult conversation about it uh, if you if you need to disclose it, but don't sit next to her and tell her all this. Just assuming she's asleep or passed out from the alcohol or whatever. Because I think that was kind of dumb. Okay? Because obviously we see that she was awake. And then too, if you have this this file that has a lot of stuff, you probably don't want her seeing on it. She probably knows it exists. And you know, she, but she doesn't want to, but she probably doesn't, you don't want her to see it. I mean, hell, she went to the park. It's, Logan said that before that she went to the park and had her fair share of cowboys. She had fun at the park. She did that stuff. Maybe she wasn't into the, the murder and, you know, kids. But then again, she went in there and had a good time. Um, and like I said, they were, it, uh, whatever. But but then too, yeah, that profile card, he just sticks it in a book. And uh, you know, other podcasts going deep about the books and the meaning of the books. I'm not going to do that because I haven't read any of them. Um and I just don't know that much about them. And this isn't what this podcast is really about. So I won't. But yeah, just just actually keep it in your pocket maybe. Carry it with you. Take it to the office. Hide it somewhere in a safe. Hide it somewhere where your you know, drunk, half asleep, half awake wife can't get it. And watch it while I guess you're in the shower. I don't know. It just seemed just like a dumb thing to do. Uh, let's see. Hmm... And then, uh, okay, yeah. So anyway, I think, I think that's you know, I, I, that that that's my spiel on the man in black. I I I don't see him as a bad guy, and maybe that's part of why I'm not feeling connected to this particular um, season. You know, parts of the, his parts of the season or the episode, and and that's it. There may be something I missed. If I did, I will. Uh, let's see. 
fire when Mimic has gone to hell. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is one thing. Yeah, and I wrote this down. Um, my handwriting is so bad. He, when the man in black, I think at the end, when he has the gun to his head, because I listened to this one with headphones. I think it was in the end. Or maybe it was, maybe, see the flashbacks. Even in the same episode, they show the same damn thing, you know, five times. But in the beginning, they show him with the gun to his head. And I had, I had headphones on, so you can hear a lot more detail. And there's a fly. Now this fly sound, these flies have been around in very crucial uh, parts. And I hope that the show is going to kind of tie them together somehow. Otherwise, it just kind of seems silly. But anyway, yeah, when he has a gun to his head in the very beginning, and I don't know if it's the same at the end, but it's the flash, for whatever. He has the, uh, there you hear the fly sound. So hopefully that'll come around and, and mean something. Okay. So I think that's it on the Man in Black. I, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Destroy that thing you shouldn't have created in the first place. Now I'm moving my papers, which you didn't hear, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Emily. And before I go on Emily, I'm going to try to take a good sip of water. Because, yeah, I got a lot to say here. Actually, probably not as much question is i'm asking you the audience the listeners who obviously can't um answer me in real time but maybe send an email chocolatemave at gmail.com hit me up on twitter where's milk where's underscore milk whatever just look at where's chocolate milk if you decide yeah you i'm asking you because i don't know what what are emily's motivations what is she doing why is she in the park what does she want what is her end game? Because I don't know. I'm gonna. I wrote a list here, and anytime I'm reading off my list, like I said, my handwriting's so bad uh, that even I can't read it. But I'm gonna say okay. I'm just gonna run through this because I think this is kind of a timeline of what we've been told she's doing. So she got an invite to the gala, 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 celebrating, you know, basically the handoff of Ford and the new story, the new narrative, that's it, the new narrative. She goes, but she didn't want to go to that. She wanted to she wanted to get the free pass in, I guess. Not that, I don't know why she couldn't just go at any time being William's daughter. But instead of going to the, excuse me, to Westworld for the gala, she goes to Rosworld to get laid by a human that she tests. And of course, they don't test her. And that was kind of to plant the seed of Ishios, is she not a host? Frankly, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I just, I wish I cared, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really care. And I think, you know, when a man shoots his daughter in the chest, you should care. And I, and I don't know exactly why I don't. And, and you know what, the show should, if she is real, if she's a, if she's his real daughter, then the show really screwed up because there should be, we should all feel something. And instead of us feeling something, we're kind of thinking, well, shoot, she's probably a host. So I don't, we don't know what to feel because they haven't really defined what she is or is not. Because if she's just his daughter's dad now and we went through that and didn't really feel anything, then damn, okay, well, good on you, I guess, for, for that, whatever. So anyway, she's yeah. So she's she's going to get her get her swerve on and um, in Rosworld, and then kind of gets you know chased out because the hosts go crazy and she gets chased out and survives a tiger. 
And she ends up, you know, jumping off a cliff, which, you know, it's crazy that the tiger watched the shore dead, but she didn't. Man, anyway. Yeah, so she ends up in Westworld and captured by uh, Kichida and the uh, Ghost Nation, at least. And then, so, so now she's there. So at that point, I'm thinking her motivation is just to get a free trip to the to the park. Which, okay, cool. Enjoy Raj World. Then, you know, we find out. Then she says that uh, she's there to, uh, with, to save her dad. Okay? And this is kind of, you know, what we were kind of given as, as kind of, I think, motivation throughout. And then in this episode, more she, she, um, she tells him that she wants to uh, be in on the project. And, you know, I get it. There's probably some lying going on, but... You know, but this, the, I'm just listing the reasons that have been listed of her being her motivation. She wants to be in on a project of, you know, the human consciousness, blah, blah, blah project. Um, but then, you know, before that, I guess I'm kind of bouncing around. Here, but before the but last episode, when she gets him from Akicha, she says that the, the fate she has from him will be much worse than the fate, you know, he has. So we've got that. So she wants to be on the project. She wants to hurt her dad. She wants to help her dad. She wants to get him out of the park. Uh then she says, um, you know, here she wants to expose him and punish him, which I kind of already said that if you wanted to expose him, if Logan told you that shit a long time ago, you could have exposed him. You didn't have to come here and get him now. You could have got him before your mom died, before all this went down and exposed him then, but you didn't. So it feels a little kind of kind of false. I don't, so, so really, I, I don't know what she wants. I really don't. And if you can tell me what Emily's motivations were or whatever if she, or is she just a host who's just effing with the dad the only thing that kind of makes sense is if you know Dr. Ford made her as a host and she's just effing with him the entire time trying to make him go crazy that to me is the only thing that will make sense but I also kind of think would I want to know that before he shoots her probably I mean really thinking on it now if she is a human, we should have known that before she died. So basically, if she's a, she has to be a host for the, the way they play this to make any sense. Which also takes away, I don't know, whatever. It, it, it takes away some of the, the trauma. But I guess if it's a host, it wasn't, wouldn't have been real trauma anyway. Whatever, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is that however they, whatever, what they've done with her, I like the actress, I like what she's done with the role, uh, you know, and how she's, I, I guess I, just, I like her as an actress and I like what she's done. Emily's character has been, but but she's just been confusing, you know, you know and if you, I guess, kind of the whole point of this this pod pretty much is figuring out people's mo- the, the people's motivations and I just don't know them, so I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know what she's trying to do. So anyway, that's, that's a... Uh, that's Emily. And yeah, I think those are the main points of the episode. Now, let me rattle through my papers here real quick and get to add a few stray notes here. I'm trying to be quiet. Sorry. A few stray notes. Okay. So earlier on in the season, you know, the big thing was to get Abernathy because they put the key in him, which was a large, large file. Okay. And finally, you know, Dolores gets him, gets to daddy, daddy, and cuts off his head and top of his head, probably just, and gets out his brain, which has the 
the information, the key, the, the encryption. Now, you know, we were speculating that it had the data of the humans, but now we know that there's way too much data to put on just one memory ball thing. So I, I want to see them use this key, this encryption key, in um, to get into wherever they're getting into. So I just that's just something I'm going for. I want to see them uh, use that key. Um, wow, these extra notes I had, I've, I've actually already covered. So that's pretty much it. And I know why I was really, really heavy on this show, or hard on this show, this episode. And I didn't want to be, it just, I just, man, I just, I, there's not a lot of good TV out there. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of good TV, but not a lot of great TV. And I really like this show and I really like what I think it can do. And I mentioned last week a show like The Expanse. It's in season three. And every season has gotten bigger and better. And they've taken characters that maybe they hadn't fleshed out and they fleshed them out more. And you just know them and you feel what they want. And, you're, and you feel the conflict, conflict in them because you know what they want. And you know that they're, you, you, can, you, can t- you, can, you can take it if you know what the characters' motivations are. You know who they are. You can, um, the writers can kind of give them conflict that, you know, where they have to make tough decisions tough choices, but if you don't know the motivations, you, you don't know what's hard, what's easy, what they can, what they can't do, what's what's going to give them guilt, what's going to give them you know joy, satisfaction. So, you know, I always make the pitch to expand. So if, if you want a show that has constantly gotten better, check out The Expanse. It's sci-fi, it's Amazon Prime, whatever. It's great. But this show, to me, it was it, the first season was excellent, and it paid off, and by the time you got to the end, you know, there were some doubts here and there, but it paid off. So I think next week, it, I, I, I really hope it's a kick-ass uh, episode that can kind of make up for a couple of the missteps. And I hope, too, that, you know, that next season, you know, when they're done with this season, they don't try so damn hard to confuse us and to keep us in the dark and to keep us guessing. I hope they try harder to develop characters, hopefully new characters, to, to develop them as, you know, whether they're host or human, but to develop them as kind of, as real life uh, characters, as people who who have, uh, and, and also to define what can and can't happen. Right now, I feel as though anybody Teddy shot himself in the head, but I'm thinking so. Bernard, they patched him up real quick, and he was fine, fine enough. So is Teddy really gone? I don't know. We need some consequences in order for this thing to really matter. You know. Um, because otherwise, it's just nothing's really real. And there was one little moment, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring this up, but I did. Was this was pointed out on another podcast I listened to, and I'll, I'll go ahead and actually list them because I love these guys, and I do kind of take take some of the, some some. I, I take what they I take what I I'm thinking, and also what I hear from them, and I just kind of merge it all into, into my kind of my thing. But a lot of it does come from them. So the first one's Bald Move. Love those guys. Their podcast is called Watching Westworld. Freeze all motor functions. They're kind of the lightest and funniest. Their, their show this week was for last uh, week's episode was awesome. Actually, you know, for this one, duh, it was great. It's about two hours, but man, it was so funny. It was so funny. I loved it. And then, um, what is it? Oh God, what is it? Uh, is it? Oh, the Recapables from the Ringer. They have one, and theirs is good too. Oh yeah, so the so they actually the recapables they pointed out they kind of went step by step in the trailer for the next week's episode, 
And there's a little moment where they show Maeve. They pointed this out where they show Maeve. And she is kind of, you know, out in the outside of the, you know, she's in the park somewhere. And she's kind of telling him, hurry or go. And you can see if you freeze frame it, you can see behind them. It's as if a zipper has been unzipped and you can see some other thing behind they're behind Westworld. It's as if there's a rip in time, a rip in, in the seam of the fabric of whatever they're in, and you see some some other thing behind them, as if it's a um, kind of a, a image behind them that's, that's pre- projecting all the, the background. It's kind of a rip in the middle, and you can see on the other side, It's and it's really kind of a trip. So, so that's something that I want to know what the hell that is. And, I just, and I'm looking forward to maybe not there with whatever new powers are and blah, blah, blah. I'm looking forward to all this. So I'm really just I'm dis I'm not disappointed when a shitty show is shitty. I'm disappointed when a great show takes the shortcuts and the whatever. But anyway, I think I've got my point across. Thank you for listening. Um, for everyone, um, I really enjoy. Uh, I'm really really happy and excited that uh, and just grateful. That's what I'm looking for. I'm grateful and thankful that that you all have been listening to this. It's been a a very fun experience. And uh, next week, I'm looking forward to to finishing up the season, hopefully on a high note. And uh, thanks again for listening. This is Paul. Where's the chocolate milk? And I'll see you next week. Peace. 